All right, boys, what's going on? We have finally made it to the playoffs. It is me, your host, Marcus Gailey, with a chat with Gailey. How are we all doing? I know this past weekend was a big weekend for the boys in the league. Our guy, AC, got married. A bunch of the fellows were down there in the wedding celebrating with him. Um, Hope you guys had an awesome time. Uh, That's super exciting news. AC, uh, if you're listening to this, hope you're enjoying nice sunny Cancun down in Mexico. Um, And again, congratulations. That's absolutely awesome. Moving forward, though, uh, we do now have eight solidified playoff slots. So the four people who missed, uh, which I'll talk to later or talk about later, are Himmler, Twos, Breezy, and Eric. And then uh, the other eight people obviously have made the playoffs. Um, But I'm going to review last week's games, and then I will kind of do a little bit of a deeper, in-depth playoff matchup scenario. And then following by that, um, you know, it is the Christmas season, so the final segment's going to be off the cuff. Uh, It's going to be me pretending to be Santa Claus and what I would assume you, you guys as fantasy owners would want from me for Christmas. I think I did this one last year. Um, and it ended up being a pretty successful final segment. So I'm going to roll with that again, see if I can come up with some good stuff on the fly here. Um, but looking at last week's games, so the first one, I'll just get mine out of the way since I had my by far worst performance of the season. 66 points, that is disgusting. Uh, I lose to Timmons by 80 points. Timmons had 146.9. Looking into the matchup here, um, Dak Prescott stinks. He only got 9.9. Uh, Herbert, very solid day for him. He had 24.9. Uh, looking at running backs, um, you know, Dalvin Cook played. So, uh, you know, Madison didn't really have a big role. Um, and then I guess apparently David Johnson went on the COVID list like less than 24 hours before the game because I was checking pretty frequently and he had nothing next to his name. So I don't know if Sleeper cucked me there or if I just it was just ignorance on my part. But, you know, I played him. It wouldn't have mattered, but he got zero. Uh, And then on Timmons' side, Freeman got 12 and Ty Johnson got nine. You know, not bad for for your backup to backup running backs there. I think you'll take that. They combined for 20. It's pretty good. Uh, Looking at receivers, uh, Russell Gage with 10. He's been him and Kyle Pitts been Matt Ryan's pretty much only targets this whole season. Um, and then Deontay Johnson with 15, Judy with 9, uh, Terry with a goose egg. That's just absolutely preposterous for a receiver of his cali- caliber to get zero. Um, I've just been super frustrated with Washington's quarterback play this year. I don't think Tyler Heineke is very good, uh, especially he's not good for fantasy output. Um, so hoping a quarterback change comes at some point next year, hopefully they don't roll with him again because I think Terry could be a top 10 fantasy receiver if he had someone that could get him the ball on a consistent basis. Um, but that's a next-year problem. It is what it is. Uh, moving to tight ends, pretty much a wash here. 9.1 from Noah Fant and 11 from Kyle Pitts. Um, down here in the flexes, though, 16 from T. Higgins. Another big week for him. Uh, 28 from Renfro. 13 catches. 117 yards in one touchdown. That's ridiculous. I know they were throwing the whole game because they were getting murdered, but, I mean, 13 catches on 14 targets is impressive no matter which way you look at it. And he has certainly stepped up into the wide receiver one role 
you know, out there in Las Vegas. Um, so, you know, good on you, Timmons, for snagging him, and he found himself a really solid role. If I click on him here, I'm assuming he's a top 15 receiver. He's probably close. Um, sleeper's not really loading right now. Here we go. He is PPR wide receiver 12. So, Timmons, congratulations. Just want to point out that Renfro was also <laughs> my final pick of the free agent draft. Um, I mean, again, I have so many receivers, so I would have never kept them anyways. But, uh, yeah, good on you, Timmons. Uh, looking at receivers, again, down here as we round out the flexes, uh, DJ Moore with 14, Gallup with 11, and then Sutton only with 1.9, and Amon Ross St. Brown with 15. Um, again, similar to Taylor Heineke, I've just been super annoyed trying to watch Teddy Bridgewater throw anything more than 10 yards down the field. That's why for Timmons is player Judy. Judy ends every game with four or five catches for like 40 yards. And that's why Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon lead the team in receiving yards every game. It's super annoying. Again, hopefully they get a quarterback and I don't have to deal with this shit next year. But who knows? It is what it is. Uh, congrats, Simmons, though. You have snuck your way into the playoffs as well. I believe you are the sixth seed, but again, I'll, I'll go more into that when we specifically look at the playoffs. Uh, here we go in a pretty close game. Next one, Velo for lunch knocks off Ole Helen Yeller, who actually did set a lineup this week. Um, so Breezy with 143, Hamler with 131. Uh, looking at the matchups here, Josh Allen with 35, and Kyler Murray with 17, doubled him up there. Running backs, Javante Williams with 21. He's been eating, uh, especially since Melvin got hurt. But Melvin even came back, and he still did really well. Um, so that's good to see for him. And then Barkley with 18. Actually had a pretty solid performance. He's been kind of eh this whole year. Um, but yeah, 18.5 is pretty good. RB2's here, not a whole lot to see. Jeff Wilson with 5.6 and a goose egg from Jamar Jefferson. I don't really know how much he played, if any. Uh, looking at receivers, you got Godwin with 20 and Van Jefferson with 14. Then for Breezy over here, you got Galladay with 3 and Osborne with 17. So advantage Himmler on that one. We look at the tight ends. Mark Andrews with 28. 11 catches on 11 targets. That is amazing. And a touchdown. And then O'Shaughnessy, uh, Jacksonville's tight end. He got 6. You know, just for plugging in a guy this week. You know, I guess it could be worse. So not that bad. And then down here, Eno Benjamin with a goose egg, Timmy P with four, and Deontay Foreman with 14. And Rashad Penny over here with 26 for Himmler, Jermichael Hasty with four, and Treadwell with 10. Uh, pretty close game. Ultimately, just the, the goose egg on either of your sides didn't help the cause, but Breezy getting an 11-point win here. Uh, not quite enough, though, to get him into the playoffs, unfortunately, because both um, <clears throat> me... And AC did not win. Um, and you needed, I believe, at least one of those two. Uh, same thing with Eric here when we look at his. Didn't didn't really matter because he ended up losing to twos, 137 and 133. Uh, Mahomes with 20, Tannehill with 16. Going to backs here, Dylan with 7, and Eckler with 16 for Eric. And then 35, big performance from Dalvin Cook at one in the game. And then Chuba Hubbard with 9 in McCaffrey's absence. Going to receivers, we got 17 from Claypool and 11 from Tyreek Hill. Uh, looking at 10 over here for D-Hop, 27 from Lockett. Big week from him. The dude is a stud. He's better than DK Metcalf. Don't at me. Um, tight ends here, Conklin with four. 
and 19 for Knox. He's been really good this year. And then flexes, you know, this was a pretty ugly matchup. However, two guys at the bottom here scored. Guyton with 17 for Eric. Khalif Raymond with 13 for twos. Other than that, no one topped over six points. Um, but yeah, super close matchup. Closest one of the week, I believe. And, you know, twos gets the win. Keeps Eric out of playoffs. He would have been out anyways, but, you know, that just hurts to see Eric have a little bit of hope. He was, you know, he was calculating all the mathematical possibilities last week. It was hilarious. And it ended up not mattering because he lost and both teams he needed to win also lost. So I guess it hurts a little bit less knowing that it's not like me and AC both won. So if you would have won, you would have been in. Um, you sh you're still out. So um, I think you have a pick. You probably don't. Uh, no, 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 you don't. Timmons has your pick. So good luck next season, I guess. I don't know. Um, moving to the next matchup here. We got a 200-point performance, 203 from the number one seed, Danny Tricano, beating Team Cap by a score of 203 to 88. You know, I felt bad with my loss, and then I looked at this, and they lost by over 100, so I don't quite feel as bad anymore. Um, I'm going to take a sip of coffee here. Mmm, delicious. Um, okay, so Tom Brady here with 30. He absolutely ate. That rushing touchdown is also just the cherry on top. Uh, Lamar got hurt, so he only got one. Najee with 25, and Leonard Fournette with 23. Aaron Jones with 21, and Kareem Hunt only with three. I believe he also got hurt again. Tough, tough looks over there for Team Cap. Moving down to receivers. Jamar Chase with 25. Uh, only had 77 yards, but he did have two touchdowns. That's huge. And then Diggs with 14. Pretty solid from him. Debo over here with 12 points, and CeeDee Lane with 14. Again, not bad, but when you're going up against 200 points scored, you're probably not going to win anyways. Um, Ertz down here with 9. K. Blanton, I don't know who the hell that is, but he chipped in 4.9 for you, so that's nice. And then down here at Flex is 33 from James Conner. It's an absurd stat line. Two, two touchdowns, 31 rushing yards, 9 catches for 94 receiving yards. And then Clyde with 19.2 and Zeke with 9. Pretty sure Zeke's hurt. Dude just doesn't look like himself. But anyways, you'll take nine points from a flex play. And then over here on uh, Team Cap side, Mike Williams with 12, Sony Michelle with 7.9, James Robinson only with .4, six carries for four yards. Jacksonville's just been gross all season pretty much. Um, So yeah, Tro pretty much been the certified one seed for the last half of the season. He puts on a clinic this week. So congrats to him. Uh, moving to Snatch to the Face, beating Harold and Kamara 157 to 148. Let's take a closer look here. Kybe started Taysom Hill. It worked out for him, even though he had two fumbles. <laughs> he had 73 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns, scoring him 26 points. Matthew Stafford, solid week over here. He had 23. Uh, going to the running backs, 24 from Kamara and 14 from Singletary. Um, and then Sleepy Joe only with eight. This was his first game not scoring a touchdown in the last 10 games, which is ridiculous. And then Antonio Gibson only with four. Um, just tough day for, for Washington in general. Uh, going to receivers, Devontae Adams with 34. I mean, yeah, no surprise there. And Cup with 31. That's just a ridiculous combo. And then Metcalf with eight and Sterling Shepard only with four. Down here, George Kittle does it again. 13 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. 
he got 34 to Dalton Schultz's one. So that kind of switched it back almost in Max's favor there after the big week from Kives guys. Looking at the flexes, only six from Latavius Murray, one carry for one yard and a touchdown. That's hilarious. Uh, Josh Jacobs with 10 points. Odell with 19. He scored again. And Mike Evans with 21. Um, and then we got 12 over here from Booker and 3.9 from Tony Jones. 16 from Matt Prater. Almost clawed you back into it, but wasn't quite enough. Doesn't really matter. You're still in the playoffs at 8-6. and six. Um Kive also at 8-6. and six. He's also in the playoffs. One final game here. We got Young Cunny at uh, 111. Dump him out to 128. You know, Young Cunny is a newly married man. However, it seems like his wife could be widowed soon because he got killed. But I'm ching dad joke. Anyways, uh, dump him out here. Russ with 21 and Fields with 18. Uh, honestly, not bad from Fields. He had some moments, but he's still really young and makes a lot of mistakes. But uh, 18's pretty good, especially for Hertz on a bye this week. Uh, running backs, we got 14 from Demont, 9 from Chubb, and then 1 from Hilliard and 13 from CP. Going to receivers here, big week from Justin Jefferson, no surprise there. Carving up the Steelers. Uh, he had 20 and Landry had 15. And then Ayuk had 18 and 9 from Hollywood Brown. So slight edge there to Mikey. Tight ends were actually dead even at 11.2 apiece with Fryermuth and Gronk. Um, flex plays down here. Julio with 7, Cole Beasley with 15, and, and Jameson Crowder with 4, and then Kelsey with 5, which is which really hurts you because he was such a high pick for you. Cooper with 16, and Traquan Smith with 6. Pretty close game all around. Um, again, both of you guys are now in the playoffs thanks to Mikey Max win. And AC, I believe, falls to the five seed. Um, so let's go ahead and look at the bracket. So the division winners are AC, Tro, and Team Cap. Team Cap barely squeaked it out over Max here with points scored because they started off the season so hot they had a big cushion. Um, so the playoff bracket is as such. So the one seed here is Tro. He plays me, who's the eight seed. Um, the two seed down here is AC, I believe. Yeah, because he has the tiebreak over um, Team Cap. So he's the two seed. Mikey Mack is the seven seed down here. And then the three seed is Team Cap. They are playing Timmons, who's the six seed. And then four and five is Kybe and Harold up here. So the top half of the playoff bracket is myself, Tro, Kybe, and Max. The bottom half is um, Team Cap, Timmons, AC, and McGinnis. Then we got the toilet bowl down here per sleeper. We got Himmler against Breezy again in round one. And twos versus Eric in round two. Uh, we're not going to review the uh, toilet bowl games. Or, or sorry, we're not going to preview them. Because we never do. Um, they're irrelevant and two of the teams aren't trying. I don't know if they're going to set a lineup now. It doesn't really matter at this point. Um, but but yeah, so moving on to the predictions for next week's games. If Sleeper even has it, I hope they do. League matchups will finalize pending any stack correction on Wednesday. Okay, so I'm going to have to do this. 
the old-fashioned way, unfortunately, because I guess it's not going to show on the app until tomorrow morning. So I'm just going to click on each team individually and look at their Week 15 games. So, yeah, here we go. Okay, so Week 15, Tro here. Uh, Tom Brady's playing New Orleans. Najee's playing the Titans. And Lenny's also playing New Orleans. That's a primetime game. New Orleans usually plays them tough, but the Bucks have been hot late. I kind of like both of those matchups. Najee is going to eat in every game because he gets the ball so much. Tennessee's defense isn't great either. Not that the Steelers' offense is any good, but um, you know that volume is going to turn into points. Uh, Diggs has kind of, Stephon Diggs has kind of a tough matchup against Carolina. Um, they have pretty good secondary. They had a couple good pass rushers, um, but he's still by far and away Josh Allen's favorite target. And they don't really run the ball, so you know he'll probably put up decent numbers. And then Chase plays at Denver. That could be a tough game actually for the Bengals. Um, you know, Denver's got a good secondary, but Jamar Chase seems to score every week. So, um, still got to feel pretty confident setting him in a lineup. Uh, tight end, you got Ertz again at Detroit. If they get up early, they might just run the ball a lot with Connor, who Trey also has. Um, so good matchup there against the Lions. And then we got Clyde playing the Chargers on Thursday. And then Zeke playing the Giants. I feel like he usually plays well in divisional games. So yeah, just a super stout lineup from top to bottom. That's why he's 12 and 2. That's why he's the one seed. Uh, let's look at my team here. Not gonna be much to review. Uh Aaron Rodgers is back in the lineup. Dak stinks. Um, I know I traded for him. He wasn't really the focal point of that trade. It's more so to get Michael Thomas potentially a keeper running back in Gus for one season if he goes somewhere decent, or if he stays in Baltimore and then if Miami drafts someone. Probably won't keep Gaskin. I'll keep Edwards instead. And I also got a free agent pick for it. But yeah, Dak might be getting dropped. He kind of, he's just not doing it. And Aaron Rodgers is still really good. So I have Rodgers in the lineup. He's playing at Baltimore, who has a lot of injuries in the secondary. Uh, both of my running backs are currently on the COVID list, but I think they're both going to come off because they're both vaccinated. Uh, so Gaskin plays the Jets. Dave Johnson plays the Jags. Down to receivers, we got... Gage against San Fran. He's been a fairly consistent receiver, actually, since Ridley went down. Then DJ Moore is playing uh, at Buffalo. Kind of a tough matchup there. Again, he's another player. Doesn't really have a quarterback uh, who can consistently get him the ball. Kind of the story of my team this year. Uh, Noah Fant here, a tight end, playing the Bengals. Same thing with uh, Cortland Sutton, even though I'm not playing him this week. Um, kind of, t- of a tough matchup, but... Again, it's just it's more so about the quarterback play. And I got T. Higgins against Denver, Devontae Smith against the football team, and Scary Terry against the Eagles. So um, I got some people that could possibly make a little noise, but the odds that I score over 140, which is going to be the minimum I need to beat Tro, is very low. So he's probably going to take this one, no surprise, and I really don't care if he does because it will give me a higher pick. So moving on, the next matchup, let's do... Um, Timmons' team against Team Cap. So for Timmons here, it uh, looks like he's got Pollard back in the lineup, who's probably going to play against the Giants, and then Freeman against Green Bay. You got Herbert playing the Chiefs. Huge game there. I could see him, um, you know, in a primetime game, 
you know, really putting it all on the line, showing off here. Um, so keep it on that Thursday game uh, for Mike Williams, too, for Team Cap as well. Um, receivers, though, you got Deontay Johnson against Tennessee and Renfro against Cleveland. Both pretty good matchups for them there. You got Kyle Pitts against the 49ers, and then flex plays. You got Mooney, Gallup, and Jerry Judy. Um, Mooney's playing the Vikings, don't have a fantastic secondary, but they can get after the quarterback. I think they're second in the league in sacks. And then Gallup is playing the Giants. So uh, all pretty good potential here for Timmons' flexes. Let's go ahead and look on team cap side. Again, a lot of injuries. Uh, we got Lamar. Looks like he's going to play. That's the word on the street. So he's in. Uh, he's playing Green Bay. Then you got Aaron Jones against Baltimore. James Robinson against Houston. Hopefully he can get back on track for you. You got Debo Samuel playing Atlanta. He could have another big week then. CeeDee Lamb playing the Giants. And we got Boyd against Denver. Mike Williams against the Chiefs on that Thursday game. Sonny Michelle in the lineup here. I don't know if they're going to put anyone in for him. It doesn't look like it unless they feel like playing Rondale. But probably not. Their team is just so hurt right now. Um, and then Higby is also on the COVID list, but I think he'll be good to go against Seattle. Overall, though, you know, I, I moved him up in the power rankings for a reason, and Timmons scored over 140 again. His team's hot, so I really I think he's going to get it done. Um, I think he's got enough pieces to actually make it to the championship on his half of the bracket. Um, so, yeah, I'm rolling with Timmons in that one. <clears throat> Moving on to the next one, which is Kybe and Max. So we're going to look at that one. Um, it's the other half of of Tro's side of the bracket. So Kybe here, he has Taysom Hill in the lineup again. Um, looks like he's going to play him over Burrow. Uh, I don't know, because Taysom Hill plays Tampa. So he might put Burrow back in. I don't know what he's going to do yet. Um, then you got Gibson against the Eagles and Sleepy Joe against Denver. Um, kind of tough matchups for both of them, but they're still good players to get a lot of volume. So that could go either way. And then you got Adams and Cup, the best wide receiver combo in the league. Uh, it doesn't really matter who they play. They're going to put up at least 20 in every game. Waller hopefully looks like he's coming back. Uh, he's playing Cleveland. They have a pretty good defense, so we'll see what he's able to do. Jacobs is also playing Cleveland. And then Devontae Parker in the lineup against the Jets. Uh, he's been pretty good the weeks he's played. And then Mike Evans down here as well against New Orleans. Historically, does not play great against them. Uh, him and Marshawn Lattimore have a lot of beef. Um, so it could potentially be a dud for him. So we'll see here. Um, looking at... <clears throat> I keep forgetting who the hell he's playing. This third time I've had to look. He's playing Max. Okay, so looking at Max's team. Uh, team Harold here. Got Stafford against Seattle. That's a pretty good matchup. Kamara against Tampa Bay. And Swift, who may or may not be back. I don't know. Uh, against the Cardinals. Keep an eye on that. That's going to be big for him if Swift is, is able to go. Um, really important piece in Max's team here. If not, he probably slides Elijah Mitchell up there and tosses in uh, Jamal Williams as well. Even though he's on the COVID list, um, he should be good to play. Um, looking at receivers, Metcalf against the Rams. That's brutal, especially if Ramsey's back. Uh, and then Pittman against New England. Uh, I don't know, though, because I feel like New England's going to sell out against the run. Uh, maybe Pittman gets some one-on-one opportunities. New England does have good corners, but 
Pittman's a good player. So that's another interesting game to keep an eye on. Uh, Kittle's against Atlanta. He's been eating the last two weeks. Mitchell against Atlanta is also a good matchup. And then you got Shepard and Goddard down here as well. Um, this could be a, a decently close game. You know, they just played last week. It was close. I just think Kaib has a little too much firepower, though. And I think he gets this one done. Moving on to the last playoff game. We got <clears throat> um, AC versus Mikey Mack. So let me look at Mikey's team here. Uh, so he's got Russ uh, in the lineup against the Rams. DeMont and Chubb both have decent matchups against Minnesota and Vegas. I think Minnesota's kind of bottom of the barrel against the run, so that could be a big week for uh, Montgomery. Uh, the Thielen-Jefferson combo looks like it's going to be back if Thielen's ankle's okay. They're playing Monday night against the Bears. That could potentially be disastrous, though, because if he keeps Thielen in the lineup um, through Monday night, all of the other games will have been played. So he's not going to have someone to sub in at game time. So if they don't release his status prior to like Sunday, if they want to keep it a game time decision, that could be brutal. So that's another interesting scenario to keep your eye on. Uh, Fryermuth down here against Tennessee. Uh, and then we got Gordon, Julio, and Beasley. You know, Julio against the Pittsburgh secondary. He's been kind of eh this year, but, um, you know, so have the Steelers' defense. So he could honestly score a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, uh, looking at Max's team then. Or no, sorry. Looking at AC's team. Uh, so he got Jalen Hurts back from the bye, playing Washington. And then Daryl Henderson, I don't know if he's going to be able to go or not. That's another big big piece that AC's going to need if he wants to make a run. Uh, Cordero Patterson is playing the 49ers. He's been really solid all year. And then on the flip side, we got Ayuk playing Atlanta. Brown playing the Packers. Kelsey in there on that big Thursday game against the Chargers. Uh, he's got the double tight ends going here. We got Gronk against New Orleans. Gronk has been very solid this year. And then Damian Harris and Amari Cooper. So um, that's a Saturday game also, that New England game. I forgot they had Saturday games this week. I think there's two. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure what the other one is, but this is a pretty even matchup, to be honest. Uh, you know, AC without McCaffrey and without Darrell Henderson, this one potentially, this one's really going to come down to injuries because those two really key players between Thielen for Mikey Mack and Henderson for AC, if neither of them is able to go, um, like, again, I don't know that either of them really has a... Or, yeah, I guess AC could flip up Damian Harris and he could throw Marvin Jones in. That's a little bit of a better option than Mikey Mack has. And also, Mikey Mack is kind of hurt by that Monday night game. Um, AC will have his answer on Sunday. So that could potentially be the closest playoff matchup of the week. This one honestly might be a pick em. I don't know if I can decide, especially not knowing the status of either of those two guys. So that one's a flip of a coin for me. Um, I can't really pick, at least right now, until I have a better sense of who's playing. All right, so that wraps up the predictions. Um, we're into the playoffs. It's going to be intense. Uh, we got a few teams that are really, 
really kind of heads and shoulders above the rest, but crazier things have happened. I know in a couple years, a couple years past when Timmons and Breezy were uh, the one and two seeds, uh, they both got bounced in the first round. So wilder things have happened. Um, I'm expecting Kyve and Tro to both win and play in the semis, but you never know. So that's why they play the games. So now we're going to move to the final segment. And this is where um, I'm going to kind of play my role as Santa Claus here. You know, tis the season. And we're going to go team by team. And I'm going to give a gift to the team. What I would give um, if I was Santa Claus and what I think you guys would like for Christmas as fantasy owners. So here we go. We're just going to go down the list, starting with the bold move cotton division. I don't even have to open his team. So we got Tro here. If I was Santa, what would Tro want for Christmas? That one's easy. Christmas is coming early. Tro wants a ring. I think he's he's really built the team to compete for not only this year, but you know, the next several years. Um, but I think, you know, winning a championship would be huge for him. I don't know if he's ever won. He is the commissioner. Um and <clears throat> That, I think, would just kind of be the cherry on top with this super successful season he's had. So that's what I'm going to give Tro for Christmas. Uh, for Kybe, the next person on the list, uh, Kybe just needs some draft capital. You know, he he gave up a lot for all the players he currently has on his team. He really has no picks. So if Kybe doesn't get it done this year, and if he wants to part ways with a couple people, try to get himself back into whether it's the draft this year or next year or whatever, he really has no picks to work with. I don't know that that's necessarily the recipe for success for a dynasty league like we're in. Um, unless he wins this year, then it's all worth it. But, you know, if he doesn't, you know, look for him to get back into the draft. Uh, he just needs some draft capital for sure. So that's what I'm giving him. Uh, Breezy down here. Cool. Uh, so... For Breezy here, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give Breezy a box of tissues. That's what he's getting because my guy was third in points scored and he did not make the playoffs. So um, you know, it's kind of a somber, somber experience for him over there on Redfern Drive. I know he's a little bit salty about it. Um, might have some waterworks, a couple of sleepless nights. So I'll give him some tissues just to make sure he's got something to dry his tears with. Uh, you know, moving forward as he awaits the very long off season until, you know, he's back into contention at the start of next year. Eric over here. Oh God. What would I give Eric? So I'm gonna just try to talk through his team and see if something comes to my mind. So he's got Patty and Hill, obviously. Um okay, here we go. For Eric here, he doesn't really have the picks. But if I'm Santa, what I'm trying to give Eric here is one more playmaker. I think, you know, after some of the moves he's made, you know, he did get Eckler, he did get Sanders, but there's still a couple holes down here in the flex position that he's really had all year. If he can just get one more, like, legit starter, whether it's through a draft, um, through a trade, I think really his team is just kind of one or two more pieces away from seriously contending again. Um, I know A.J. Brown is hurt as well, but I think just one more piece there will really, you know, catapult him into that upper echelon of the league. 
So I think just one more big playmaker for Eric would be on his Christmas wish list. AC over here. He's the next person. Um, so if I'm Santa, this is what I'm giving AC. He needs a healthy Christian McCaffrey. It sounds really stupid and very obvious, but whenever you have the first pick in any draft, whether it's Dynasty, Redraft, especially the more teams there are, so in our case, in a 12-team league, there are 21 other picks that rattle off the board before he gets to pick again. So if that first pick is misses any kind of time, it's super hard to, to make up that production. I think we've seen that in AC's team. We've basically seen two different teams from when AC was playing, or AC, when CMC was playing and when he was not. So I know this is his fourth year in the league, I think. But really, next year, if he's able to have a full healthy season and put a couple, you know, new picks, free agent picks in there with that lineup he already has, you know, again, he could be someone that makes some noise. But really, again, like I said, when you're losing that number one pick, there's a lot of good players that come off the board between then and when you get to pick again. So that's really all he needs. I think that would be number one on his wish list. Timmons here, what Timmons needs uh, for Christmas, you know, this is for the current season. Actually, not really for the current season. It's more for the off season. Is a draft hit. And I'm talking like a big hit. Like like a Jamar Chase type. Like a Jonathan Taylor type. What it turned into this year. He's got two picks. He's got Eric's, which is pick three. And then his own, which is going to be at the worst, I think, pick. The very worst would be pick six. Um... So he really needs one of those picks to come in next year and just absolutely start eating right away because pair that with the fact that you got um, J.K. Dobbins coming back, who is probably going to be the running back one. Actually, running back two because Lamar is the running back one. Anyways, you got him coming back, and if he can pair another couple receivers or wherever he decides to go in the draft, and if Pitts takes that next step, you know, he's really going to be a tough team to contend with moving forward. So really, he just needs a big splash from either Eric's pick at pick four, I think. No, pick three. Eric's pick at pick three or his pick, wherever he picks. So that's what I think Tim Bones Jones needs. Uh, moving down the list, we got twos. Twos, my man, he just needs some depth. He's got a couple really good players like D-Hop, uh, Tyler Lockett and Dalvin Cook. Um, Waddle has been a really nice rookie pick for him. But outside of that, like his team is just so depleted. He doesn't have a lot of pieces around that. So, um, you know, whether it's through his, his rookie draft or also the free agent draft, if he wants to make a trade or something, he just needs some more depth pieces to go along with that three core three or four he has. And again, he could start, you know, making a little more noise than he did this year. Uh, Himmler over here... Pretty similar to Timmons. I think he, again, just needs uh, a big splash here in those rookie picks. He does have pick one and four. Um, he hit on his last one, which was uh, Jonathan Taylor. Like, the last main one. Um, I forget who he took last year. Oh, he took Bateman, um, who, again, could still be a good player. He had a good week last week. But, um, yeah, you know, with pick one and pick four, you can get some 
really good players at that spot. So if you look at his current team, you know, he's got he's got Godwin, he's got Jonathan Taylor, he's got Kyler Murray, he's got Hawkinson. If you pair that with one or two more like really splash players that are rookies that find themselves into um you know good scenarios. Like look at Tro this year. He he didn't even make the playoffs last year. He adds Najee, he adds Jamar Chase, and then he makes one big trade and he's the number one team in the league. So I'm not saying that's going to happen with Himmler, but I'm saying there's definitely a possibility, depending on which players he adds, to where he could have a total 180 in terms of how his season goes next year. Moving to the final division here, the Brohio division. So looking at the first team, Team Cap, um, they need a team doctor because... (coughs) Let me go down the list of everyone who was either out or has missed time. So obviously you got King Henry and Corey Davis on IR. Scrolling up, we got Tony who's missed some time. Kareem Hunt is now hurt again. He missed time earlier this year on the IR. He's hurt again. Um, you got CeeDee Lamb who missed games. Debo Samuel missed games. Aaron Jones missed games. And Lamar is hurt right now. Like Their team just did not have the injury luck this year at all. So they just need a team doctor. Keep those guys in shape, keep them up to up to par, keep them healthy, and then they'll be right back to being one of those top teams in the league. Looking at Max's team here, uh, for Max, I think he just needs a true wide receiver one in terms of fantasy. So right now, looking at his main guys, you got Metcalf, Pittman, and... Those are the two big guns he's got at receivers. So while they might be considered wide receiver one on their teams, uh, if you look fantasy, like Michael Pittman is wide receiver 20. Certainly not bad. You'll take it. And then Metcalf, though, he is PPR wide receiver 21. So if he can get one more guy, whether it's via trade or if he can draft a rookie who can be in that top 15, top 10 area, it's like a true wide receiver one in fantasy. I think that's really going to springboard him into a top contender because he still has pieces like Kamara and Swift and Elijah Mitchell and Kittle. So really, just one more big receiver, I think, for him is really all that his team needs to being a very legit contender in this league. Uh, Mikey Mack down here. Okay, so he kind of has an interesting team. He's got that Minnesota duo. But again, he... Where he struggled this year is some inconsistent flex plays. Um, you know, Julio has kind of been a letdown. So I think Julio's replacement is what Mikey Mack is going to need for Christmas. You know, he was kind of older when you took him at the end of the first round. Um, he's really kind of just fallen off since then. Um, he was such a great receiver for most of our lifetimes. You know, growing up in middle school, watching him at Alabama and then getting through high school and just watching him like dominate for the Falcons. You know, that's what you got to, you got to find your next guy who's going to have a really long successful career like Julio had. That way you can plug him in for him. You still got the Minnesota duo. You got good running backs. You got an up and coming good tight end. So I think that's what you need as well. And then to myself, finally, I just need my guy Cam Akers to come back. Uh, I thought he was poised for a big season. He looked great at the end of last year. Um, He's still young, doesn't have a lot of carries on him. He's only 23. If I can get him back, make a couple 
I got two rookie firsts and two free agent firsts. If I can add another, you know, some depth there at the running back position, if Michael the Michael Thomas trade ends up panning out, got some other good young pieces around him, you know, that could uh, help me, you know, compete a little bit more next year too. So, well, there you have it, guys. Sorry I had to fly solo. Um, I am planning on getting AC on next week when he's back from his honeymoon. We've been in contacts, so uh, plan on having him on sometime next week. Whether it's, I don't know, Monday, Tuesday, something like that. Um, you know, after round one is done, we'll kind of break down those matchups for you. And, um, you know, until then, everyone, good luck in the playoffs. Um, I'm excited it's finally here, but also I'm sad that that means the season is closer to the end than it is the start. But nonetheless, um, love making this pod. Um, good luck again, everyone, and I'll talk to you guys soon.